I cannot believe it. We are in Roots week 18, starting with verse 137 of Psalm 119. And this section is very special. All of them are, but this one really is intentional about putting forward a word that's extremely repeated here. And it's, it's actually almost found in English in every verse. And in Hebrew, it is in every verse. Um, this word is the opening word of this passage. Righteous. This is an incredible eight verses that describes the righteousness of God, Jehovah, Lord, and the righteousness of his words. And so here we see a connection between the Lord as righteous, which I'll define in a minute, and the word as righteous, meaning they are two different things, but they're both righteous. There is the written word of God, and found in that written word of God is the living word of God. And both of these things are full inherently of righteousness. And when you think about righteous, it is a large church word and we can say it, but really when you just strip it down to the bare bone definition, it just means just right. God is just right all the time. He's never short. He's never too long. He's never late. He's never early. He never does anything wrong or bad. He is perfect. He is just right all the time. And his words are righteous. They are perfect. They are right. Everything he does is right always, all the time. And I'm sure in all of our stories, there have been sections of time or seasons where many of us have maybe looked up into the clouds or looked into the pages of the scripture and have asked that sacred question. God, are you sure you know what you're doing? Are you sure this is right? It doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. God, is this right? And here David's expressing a little bit of that, but he quickly just nips that thought in the bud immediately because he's obviously in trouble in English, as we see in verse 143, but he always comes around with the word yet or the word but. And there you see it. Trouble and anguish have come upon me, yet your commandments are my delight. Meaning, ladies, we don't always have to understand what God is doing as right. But just because we don't understand it in our finite minds as right doesn't mean that it's wrong. And there is trouble and anguish in life. John 16, promises that, right? We're going to have tribulation. We're going to have tension and stress and conflict and pain and brokenness and injustice and unfair in our life. And we can't just entirely explain that away by mere understanding. There is a divine work here at hand. There is an infinite work that is right and God is at the helm, and we may not always understand that to be so. 
But it does not mean that God is wrong. It doesn't mean that your trouble or your anguish isn't valid. You see, both are true. Trouble and anguish are valid. And David puts validity to that here. But so is the righteousness of God and the righteousness of his words. They are pure and true and right every time. I use the commentary, The Treasury of David. And if you're looking for a good one, it is, it's a classic. When I was looking at this passage and I wanted to read this quote to you, it says, When we are most sorely afflicted in the soul and cannot see reason for the dispensation we are in, we can fall back upon the most sure, certain fact that God is righteous and his dealings with us are righteous too. It should be our glory to sing this brave confession when all things around us appear to suggest the contrary. You see, like I've said before and established her, we don't define God through our circumstances. We define our circumstances through God. And it doesn't mean that trouble and anguish all of a sudden become righteous and all of a sudden we just applaud and welcome it and, and come on, bring it on like a masochist and we want pain. It's not that. But there is this, this maturing that happens when you understand the Word of God and the not just the information, you know, knowledge behind the Word of God, but you understand the intent, the depth, the person, that it's true, it's right, he's right and pure. Everything he does is right and pure, even if his hand allows things we would not classify in such a category. And we can learn to have that brave confession of worship and gratitude. Maybe not understanding, but you don't have to understand God to praise God, right? So we can have that worship attitude in the midst of things screaming contrarian perspectives about our God. Because you see, our God is not defined by our circumstances. Our circumstances through the Word of God and the character of God. And in this passage, as y'all dissect this tonight, look deep into the, the different words. These are not just basic English words. These are powerful phrases that describe the character in the Word of God. Righteous, faithful, pure, true, everlasting, unfailing, faithful, forever, upright. Take a look at these words because this is categorizing, this is defining the God that you worship. The Word of God that you read. And when that trouble and that anguish may encircle you, I pray, ladies, that we would have the response that David had. You see, David was a friend of God like Abraham. He had a heart after God's own heart. He had some questions. He had some wrestlings. He did not have an easy road. But the longer he walked with God, and I may even add, the longer he wrestled with God, the more he came to the entire theme of Psalm 119, which is God is good, his word is good, and I need his word to stay alive. Because life is hard and confusing 
and crooked. And I need something true and right and faithful and trustworthy. And God in his word is that to me. And God has brought me to that place. And I want him to, to bring you to that place. And if he already has, man, share that tonight. Celebrate that tonight. And if you're on that journey to getting to that place, then celebrate that too. Because the longer you walk with him, the more you will fall in love with him. You may not fully understand him entirely. We are human. We do live on earth. There are some limitations. But you will begin to see a glimpse, a deeper glimpse, rather, of his character that's backed behind every word he says. And it's good, and it's pure, and it's right. Don't ever forget his words. They are the backbone for our life. It's like what David says at the end, give me understanding of your words, your character, give me a deeper glimpse, not that I'm going to, you know, sum you up in my mind, but give me deeper glimpses, pull back the curtain that I might live. And that's my prayer. End of this passage, it's awesome tonight.